0: A KQED television production.
1: Of like sort of old fisherman's work. Right? It reminds me of old San Francisco. And that's. Like <laughs> You'd be a little like Jean Valjean with <laughs> yeah. the teeth or whatever. And worth
2: the calories, the cholesterol, mm-hmm. and the heart attack you I might have. was like an adventure, you know? It's like <laughs> you're kind of putting on your miner's helmet. It reminds me of.
3: Meal with a with a touch of wet dog
1: I did inhale I good. always tell <laughs> people
3: when they say sommelier so you say it sommelier so som l
0: check please Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQED and by wineluxury.com from laptop to cell phone wine luxury provides a fresh perspective into new epicurean experiences wine and dine magazine features personalities and connects people with local restaurants and wineries. Learn about wines featured on Check, Please! Bay Area and Wine Luxuries events and membership program. WineLuxury.com, celebrating the wine lifestyle. IRG has thousands of natural stone surfaces, all in stock today. IRG, online at MarbleCompany.com. Bay Area Subaru dealers. Opportunities to test drive the all-new 2014 Subaru Forester are available to local Subaru dealers. A whole lot to love. Subaru.com. Donate your car to KQED's vehicle donation program to help raise funds for quality public media. Powered by cars.
3: I'm Leslie Sabraco. <laughs> Welcome to Check, Please! Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents review and talk about their favorite restaurants. Now, we have three guests, and each one recommends one of their favorite spots, and the other two, go check them out to see what they think. This week, special education teacher Christine Bautista is a community member with a passion for the culinary arts. She studies gastronomy and speaks from the heart and soul on any issue relating to food. And children's book author Mac Barnett can spin a yarn or 13. That's how many stories he's published. Creating these tales is hungry business, so his happy place is happy hour at the bar of his restaurant. First, though, financial advisor Brad Glassman (laughs) counsels his friends and family on the best places to eat. He credits his old neighborhood with his favorite eatery and sums up the Persian influenced Mediterranean cuisine as a destination location. It's on Folsom in San Francisco and it's called Zare at Flytrap.
1: My name is Haas Zare. I'm a chef owner of Zare at Flytrap. The name of Flytrap started 110 years ago. This is the fourth location. In the past 100 years, it's been under one immigrant story, and hopefully, since 2008, I can make it another 100 years of another immigrant story. I came to nice since 1986. I have no idea about cooking, but my brother had a restaurant called Billboard Cafe. Working as a busboy showed me how to have a customer service and also practicing my English. And eventually, I loved it so much, I went to kitchen. I'm a self-trained chef, and I build my own recipes and my own style. I am doing Mediterranean food with Persian influence. Persian food is delicious, spices, not spicy, healthy food. We have an amazing happy hour, amazing crowd. Just watching them having fun here is the biggest joy for me and for my staff. I believe in food brings the people together. Even in Persian New Year or some other occasion, I throw a party here. I make one long table. I make everybody sit together, and next you know, result: new friendship, new business partnership, maybe new marriage, and I'm happy guy.
3: All right, Brad. Let's talk about Zare at Flytrap, and it's in, an interesting name, Zare at Flytrap, right? Yes. Because ha- of
4: Haas Zare, yeah, absolutely. Zare, uh, It was an old restaurant called Flytrap, and Hazare started this restaurant or came in and bought the restaurant, right. and it. To make it a Mediterranean style, it was used to be. A, I believe it was a steakhouse a long time ago. I mean,
3: Haas is a you know he's a big bear of a guy who's who's really got a large personality. Yeah, he's
4: very warm. He comes up and hugs the people, shakes yeah. their hand. He always recognizes the people when they when they come in. Yeah. He uh, Always uh, is there to make sure that your that your food is delicious, and he delivers a lot of the food to the table.
3: And tell me about some of the dishes that you eat.
4: Well, my number one appetizer is the uh, is the. Uh, pistachio-crusted meatballs. Mm-hmm. They're, they're covered with pistachios. They're very succulently cooked, and then they're in, the, in this pomegranate sauce that mm-hmm. is, is just delicious. Matter of fact, after you've finished eating the, the meatballs, you have to get some pita bread just to dip it in the sauce.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we did, got those, too. Did you too. have the meatballs? They were so juicy uh, and, and just kind of perfectly cooked. The sauce was great, it was it was it was just a little bit sweet and, and they were just sitting in it. You could really control how much of that sauce you wanted on there. It was just I that was fantastic, it was a great way to start. We got that and the hummus trio mm-hmm. too, which was also great to share. And they were really generous with the pita bread, which I think is nice. You know when we ran out? our server brought us another full basket. Did
3: you have some appetizers when you went, Yeah, Christine? we actually
5: started off with the parsnip soup, which mm-hmm. I thought was a really bold choice for a restaurant because with parsnip, it's so overpowering. You really either really love it or you really hate it. Um, but I thought it had a really good weight to it was topped with a little bit of cream and a little bit of Dungeness crab to add that little bit salinity, and so it made for a really balanced dish. Um, we also had the clams and mussels in a traditional Mediterranean broth, mm-hmm. which we were really excited about because, uh, Traditionally, you know, we can get clams or mussels, it's in, like, a garlic-butter-wine right, sauce. Right. Uh, but this was different, and the waitress even made a remark that one person who came in actually asked to put a sauce in the little bit of a martini glass to sip <laughs> it.
3: To <laughs> <laughs> uh, drink okay. the sauce, Yes, that's yes. great. <laughs> um,
5: but, you know, we, we had really high hopes, but it just fell. Um, you know, we
3: were a little bit disappointed. The, yeah. the parson soup was great. Right. It was delicious. And did you have any wine with it? Because ha- Haas himself is of is Persian influence and loves wine and just sort of an icon in the Bay Area in terms of where he's cooked. And i got to
4: tell you, I had no wine that night. I've had wine there before. His right. wine selection is beautiful. Right, But I had the Agave Inferno, which is his version of the margarita, but but with a kick, just delicious. So I had one of those, and then somebody had the pisco sour, so I I took a little sip of theirs. We were having a great time. And do you remember
3: what you had for dinner after all that?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The lamb, it's in a broth with uh, vegetables and potatoes. It falls off the bone. You don't even need a knife to cut Mm -hmm. into it, and it's fantastic. But I think I, I, I prefer my wife's short ribs. Very rich sauce in a very creamy polenta it was delicious. A friend of mine got the uh, lamb burger, and I've never had a lamb burger so succulent.
3: And talk to me about what you ate.
4: I had the Fessenjin, which mm-hmm. uh, I, guess, I guess was the
2: chef's favorite. It was a roasted quail, and then a little duck confit on the side. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It was really great. You know, the, the little quail sitting there, and the confit, and then all these sides, and the whole, it did it looked regal. Oh, I, felt I have an image of the little quail sitting there. He did, he was, <laughs> he was, I mean, he was, was like, yeah, he was just like on his back. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, but it, it, it actually, it felt it felt like really kind of indulgent and kind of kingly. Plenty to kind of get your fork and knife into. not He wasn't a bony guy, he, wasn't, he was a... Uh, fleshy. He was fleshy, he was, he was a real fleshy. He could have just gnawed yeah. in. Yeah, it was Rubenesque <laughs> quail. <It> was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we did share too. The short ribs were amazing, and and uh, my girlfriend got uh, salmon with a little sauce on it. The salmon was just okay, but the Israeli couscous it came with was delicious, perfectly cooked, just just really nicely spiced and I, I just kept reaching over.
3: And, and you, I, yeah. I have a feeling you did that with your wife. A lot. You know, a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. after well.
2: it got past, still the fork kind of wanders <laughs> over <laughs> <on the side. laughs> You know, it's, yeah. Look in one direction, fork goes in the other.
3: <laughs> Sitting between these guys, Christine,
2: help me out yeah. here, come on.
3: And what
5: about um, desserts? Yeah, we got, we got the baklava with mm-hmm. a little bit of a rose preserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I
4: thought it was great.
5: Yeah, it's purportedly, they said, the best in San Francisco. Oh, the, the staff was very, I, I just have to add, the staff was very educated. Um, the, our uh, waitress was South African, and her descriptions of the menu items could have come from, like, a food journalist. Did you have the baklava? I too? had the
2: baklava, too. Yeah, I'm not even a big baklava person, but it was so highly recommended, and it was tasty, but we also got the the goat cheesecake. Which was fantastic. The texture it was just so light and fluffy. Um, not, not like that dense cheesecake that, right. that I'm, I'm used to. And then the goat cheese was, was great in there, too. Um, that was just delicious.
4: So I ate more of that than like I did. Like little the tiny bar.
3: pillows of cheese. Yeah, I would <laughs> sleep on that cheesecake. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, this is your spot. Give us a quick summary.
4: Make this a destination place, or if you live in the neighborhood, you have to go there because you get a great meal, You get a and you get to see uh, Haas Zari, and he will come to you, and he'll, may, you'll feel like you're eating at home.
3: All right. And Mac?
2: I, uh, I would definitely go back for a, for a treat, and uh, the food was beautiful, service was great. Haas wasn't there that night, so I, I got to go back and get a hug, I think.
5: <laughs> I... <laughs> and Christine? Um, like writing an essay, I thought, uh, very strong with the introduction, a little flat up. Flavors that weren't particularly illuminating, but very lively atmosphere, and I would go back for a drink and an appetizer.
3: Okay. If you would like to try Zare at Flytrap, it's on Folsom between 2nd and Hawthorne in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-243-0580. It's open for dinner Monday through Saturday. It's closed on Sunday. Reservations are recommended, and the average price for dinner is around $40. Christine's festive location is an original and traditional setting for families and friends to gather, celebrate, and enjoy authentic Filipino cooking. It's on Milmont Drive in Malpitas, and it's called Barrio Fiesta Restaurant of Manila. Here in Barrio Fiesta, we provide
6: a unique dining experience that combines great food, great service, and great ambience. My name is Michelle Villanueva. I'm the business operations manager of Barrio Fiesta. Barrio Fiesta restaurant is a family-style restaurant, rich with history of providing authentic Filipino cuisine. We have been here in the same location for 20 years now. Every dish that we make is made from scratch and everything is fresh. Mm-hmm. Filipinos usually serve their dishes. Uh, they serve it in the center of the table so everybody can share. A lot of customers visiting Barrio Fiesta says that it's almost like they are in a museum. Authentic design pieces were all shipped straight from the Philippines. We have been very fortunate to have multi-generations of family members visiting us repeatedly over these many years that we have been here. They go here and they feel so welcome, Uh, feels like home back in the Philippines.
3: Okay, Christine, now talk to me about Filipino cuisine and cooking. I know a little bit, but I don't know as much as I'd like to, so I'd like to be educated. Sure. Filipino cuisine is really just based
5: on our history. It's a conflation of different cuisines, from Spanish to Asian to Indian to American. And uh, Barrio Fiesta just, I think, is a really good... uh, offers a really good representation of that. The appetizer that we usually like to start with is the sinigang, which is a really traditional dish. It's a clear, uncomplicated broth whose main flavoring agent is the tamarind, which is an indigenous fruit to the Philippines. Mm -hmm. But it's a nice, hot, Sour soup that delivers kind of like that nice warm comforting
3: steam. And say the name again for me. Sinigang. Sinigang. Did you boys have sinigang? I
1: didn't.
2: Now I'm
4: wishing I did not either. No, I would liked to have had that. See, so yeah. you
3: need to. You need to go with Christine.
4: What I really liked was the uh, was the uh, garlic fried chicken. That was that was delicious. Yes. It was it was crispy on the outside, succulent on the inside. Mm-hmm. It was perfectly done. The chicken.
3: That's a well-known dish, but I mean, I think of lumpia or yes. you know, or, or we yeah. had the lumpia, chicken. lumpia. Yeah, start.
2: It was, it was good. We had that and um, the mussels. The mussels were cooked in butter. Um, I they they were a little heavy for me. I, I'm this I'm in the same position. I don't really know Filipino food very well, and I found myself kind of wishing that I, I knew
5: mm-hmm. kind of a go-to is the go-to. Right. Uh, <laughs> out of <some laughs> the restaurants that are available, I feel like it's the most, at least from my experience, user-friendly menu. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of options, so if you want to be curious, it's really kind of like the gateway restaurant to kind of right. begin your, your love. And
3: Lupias are okay. egg rolls, really, little
5: mini yeah. sort yes. of egg rolls, They were, they right? were
4: delicious. Right. They were good. Mm-hmm. A lot of the foods were, are deep-fried, and I'm not a big fried food eater, personally, but we, we did enjoy some of them. Some of them we didn't enjoy so much. But it's a different type of a flavor for us.
2: It was it was a fun place to eat. It was, it's it was a great inside.
3: Barrio Fiesta. Yes. It's, was. A, it's a party yes. place,
4: isn't it? Absolutely.
2: The interior of that place is so cool. There are these chandeliers all with nautilus shells probably more nautilus shells that are in the ocean at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Just amazing, and, and the people were, were so great. The, st- the staff were so friendly. And
3: what other dishes did you have?
2: Uh, we also got the crispy pata, which I, I think, especially if you're a pork lover, that, w- that was the highlight dish for me. You know, for a second I had to really look at it to figure out how I was going to go and go in there. How did you um, go in
3: there? I want to know. Because, you, you know, I want to see. Did you get that crispy? Yeah, pork?
2: yeah, you got. I mean, the skin was, mm-hmm. was nice and crispy. You got right. that, but then there was some fat, so you kind of up. it up. It was like an adventure, you know? <laughs> I felt like you're kind of putting on your miner's helmet and uh, and getting in on that. But but once you get the meat out, it was really delicious. Uh, we got the crispy pata and the chicken. I liked the crispy pata. Um, and t- talk to us about other dishes that people should order when they go to Barrio Fiesta.
5: Um, adobo is yeah, usually adobos. kind of the trademark dish. Um, it's a soy vinegar-based. The reason why vinegar is used in so many of our dishes is because for a long time, the Philippines didn't have refrigeration, and so they used vinegar as a natural preservative. Mm-hmm. It, it's not just chicken or pork. It can also be used... Um, squid, which is nice because it kind of gives a meatier, kind of a sturdier flavor. Um, Another is the cutty-cutty. It's a peanut-brothed dish with Chinese eggplant and water cabbage and oxtail, and it's also paired with a, a, a condiment called Bugoong, which is a fermented um, salty shrimp paste. And you can just kind of add a little bit of saltiness at your discretion. Did you
3: enjoy that dish?
4: Kind uh, of I did. I, I guess I'm not a, tr- a lover of tripe because it's a little. I, I'm not a lover of the texture of it, but the broth was delicious. I, I really enjoyed the broth, and and I think if did the oxtail part was great, the the true the tripe part kind of turned me off a little bit on it.
3: But in Filipino cuisine, they use quite a lot of offal. They use quite a, uh, tripe and, and other do. body parts. They right? do.
5: They do. So that's kind mm-hmm. of like the resounding theory, why it's not resonating maybe with the, you know, the general populace. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that there are kind of movements now to kind of
3: hybridize the food a little bit. All you had to do was drink something. Every time you take yeah. a bit of tripe. have to drink mm-hmm. something. No, there's yeah. no, that's that's no
4: beer the, yeah. the <laughs> in right. That's the problem. That's right.
3: Yeah. There's no beer I, <laughs> right. I,
4: I think a lot of these foods need... Uh, 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 yeah, there are a lot of fried foods. Uh, beer a would beer would go perfect like with it. San that. Miguel, I think. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I, nice. I, I, We were disappointed. We asked uh, for a beer, and they said, we don't serve alcohol.
3: And um, desserts. I mean, hello, halo. Halo, halo.
5: Halo, halo. Yes, that's actually the national dessert because means mixed, and halo, halo is... I mean, any good dessert really has condensed milk in it, and yeah. so it's condensed milk, and then there's just a smorgasbord of Filipino delights. Yeah,
2: that, it really was so flavorful, and, and just that kind of thing where, where every, you know, you put your spoon in a different place and come out with a different flavor. Um, I, I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> it was really... That was, that was my favorite part of the meal was the hollow hollow.
3: All right, Christine, this is your spot. Give us a quick wrap-up. If all you know about Filipino food is adobe
5: and lumpia. Try Bari Fiasa for an authentic Filipino food experience that bonds familiar flavors with a distinctive Filipino twist. Nice.
3: All right. Mac, would you go back?
2: I would go back, especially for dessert. Um, and, and now that I feel like I know a little bit more about
4: Filipino food, I, there are a couple more things I'd like to try.
3: Yeah. Okay. And Brad? Yes,
4: yeah, so I, w- I would go back to uh, to try it again, Tr- maybe try some of the things that Christina was talking about that I didn't have. but. Uh, it, It it wasn't wasn't my favorite restaurant.
3: All right. If you would like to try Barrio Fiesta of Manila, it's on Milmont Drive at Dixon Landing Road in Milpitas. The telephone number is 408-934-9902. It's open for lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. It's closed on Monday. Reservations are recommended, and the average tab for dinner without drinks is around $25. I love a good, stiff drink, especially when it's whiskey. What is whiskey? It's the term for spirits made from grains like corn, barley, wheat, or rye. I think of it as distilled beer. Now, you can have Scotch whiskey without the E, Irish, Canadian, Japanese, and of course, American whiskey. The two most famous types of American whiskey are bourbon and Tennessee whiskey. Contrary to popular belief, bourbon does not have to be made in Kentucky. It can come from anywhere in the U.S. as long as it's made mostly with corn, aged in new charred oak barrels and bottled at at least 80 proof. To make Tennessee whiskey, the spirit is then gently filtered through charcoal wood chips to produce smoothness. Take note, though, there's a new renaissance of rye. Just as the name implies, it's whiskey made with rye because it imparts a seductive spiciness to the taste. Puts hair on your chest. Cheers. Max Pick was named for the ornate Art Deco building that it's housed in. It used to be the Oakland Floral Depot. Now it's his place to relax while he admires the surroundings. It's in Oakland on Telegraph and it's called Flora.
1: My name is Rico Rivera, I'm the executive chef of Flora Restaurant in Oakland. My name is Yoni Levy, I'm the chef de cuisine. Flora restaurant's been open for about five years and Yoni and I have been here for about the past two and a half years. The menu here changes pretty much daily, so it's always different for our regulars and it keeps it more fun for us too. We love dealing with community-based organizations. Wild Farm is a 300 square foot urban farm in West Oakland. We buy everything that they grow every Saturday when they, when they bring us their bounty. We have no idea what's coming. We're one of the first restaurants in Oakland to use the Safe Harbor program, which is a program that tests all the fish that we receive. We get in lots of whole animals in this restaurant. One of the awesome things about that is trying to figure out a way to use the whole animal, which we do. Both of our base is classical French cooking techniques. And so when we get in these whole animals, we, we get excited because we get to practice some of our more contemporary techniques. We've known each other for about 15 years, cooking together on and off. We get to hang out all day long and argue and cook and come up with awesome beautiful things i always try to get his dish to take it this is a beautiful plate <laughs> and then shake it up and then put it back down
3: now mac how did you discover flora for the first time
2: i actually i, I grew up in oakland and when i i lived in l.a for a few years came back up uh, to move home and a friend took me there um and uh, Oakland now is having so many great restaurants open. Flora was really one of these pioneers. And I feel like growing up, everybody was always saying, oh, Oakland's gonna change. There are gonna be all these things turning over. Flora was one of the first places I ate when I came back. And and it really did feel like, wow, something is happening in Oakland. It's one of my favorite restaurants, in in the world, I think. Uh, but it does have that sentimental connection, right. too, of just kind it's,
3: of... it's upscale comfort food, right? It
2: is. That's exactly right. Yeah, it is. I mean, the place is beautiful. Um, you go in, and it just feels very elegant. There's a big bank of right. windows, and you look out on Telegraph um, inside. It, it does feel a little bit like going back in time, but not in this put-on way. You know, black and white, very simple. There's one old poster on the wall. Beautiful long bar. And then the food is very like, I, the, the menu changes, but more often than not, I find myself getting the burger there. It's mm-hmm. just terrific. One thing they do is they're, they're caramelized onions in the patty, which mm-hmm. gives it this, this nice oniony taste. It's on an Acme bun. Acme Bakery mm-hmm, is, is right. just a great bread bakery in the East Bay. It's mm-hmm. in Berkeley. Comes with a huge plate of fries, a nice big salad, and, and, and it's just great. They, they make great cocktails there too. And yeah, it's just let's kinda, talk about the cocktails. Let's oh, talk more about more. it. Brad's yes. been
3: waiting to dig in on that one. Brad. <laughs> well,
4: you know that one poster? that's up there. It's about... It's Carter... Carter the Great. Yeah, yeah, Carter the Great. And then um, one drink, Carter Beats the Devil. Yes. It's their version of the margarita, and it is fantastic. The mixologists there are fantastic, and we kept ordering different kinds of drinks. And so we never got around to looking at wine. Did you, you know, have
3: some
5: drinks when you were there? Yeah, we actually started off with a red and a Prosecco. Okay, which was, so think, you went wine.
3: Yes, it was a okay. perfect start to Not hardcore night. like these two. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. although I wish
5: I had, because we sat at the bar, which uh-huh. is amazing. It's a really regal-set bar, and I think there's a, a, you know something about a restaurant with a great bar that makes you keep coming back. Right. Um, you know, the service is a little bit faster. You kind of see the pulse of the restaurant, and the, the bartenders, the mixologists, were obviously very knowledgeable and, and coming up with all these drinks, and we were like, what's that? What's that? And what did you guys have with your wine? <laughs> uh, we started off with the trickeries, the Caesar salad, which was nice because it was dominated mostly by radicchio leaves, mm-hmm. which I wasn't familiar with, but it was a nice, bitter, spicy take on the Caesar salad. And it also had some uh, preserved lemon, which were edible, and it was nice because the preserved lemon with the radicchio leaves and the anchovy-based dressing just gave it a really earthy taste. Yeah. We also had an interesting experience there. Okay. We were still hungry after the Caesar salad, so we decided we we're going to order the sweetbreads because we've never had sweetbreads before it comes to the table as I was eating it there were meat juices coming out and he sliced off another piece and more juice started coming out in my head I'm like what is this we asked the dining staff and they said it's thymus we you like, thought okay. it was sweet bread we thought it, it was not <laughs> sweet it was not sweet so oh, yeah. he said it was thymus he said it was thymus and obviously we don't know anatomy either and so <laughs> so we, that freaked you out a little we, bit yeah, right we, still looked,
2: we still looked still lost like Latin.
5: and so uh he said it's veal and so we said Okay, we still had to Google it, um, but, but in Filipino cuisine, there's so much awful. There, Not there there, Yeah, I don't think that it would have been inappropriate for the server maybe to to premise it with you know have you have you tried sweetbreads before? Oh, okay. You know, I, I didn't. I don't think that would have been inappropriate. Did you
3: like sweetbreads? Most importantly. Um,
5: I don't think I will have them again. We also had the bone-in New York strip with the hickory salt, a um, towering piece of meat on our plate. It had a nice, smoky essence, and it was paired with a Swiss chard, which held its presence in its own. It was very um, intense and meaty, and
3: um, it was perfect for us to share. All right, I like a girl who can eat a big hunk of meat. Yeah. All right, okay, now, what else did you have, Mac, or what do you get when you go normally?
2: Well, the Brussels sprouts there are... are that's like a signature dish, I think, for me. Um, it's one of the sides they offer, and. The fried Brussels sprouts, just beautifully done, tossed in a little lemon juice, and Mm -hmm. a little bit of chili flake is in there, too. So it's got that citrusy bite and then also a little heat. I'm a big Brussels sprout fan, but I think even if you weren't, you would be converted by these. And then also the caramel
4: pudding for dessert. I was Um, gonna say,
3: let's get to desserts because...
4: It's unbelievable. Right? (laughs) It could be the best dessert I've ever had. Really? Yeah, it was that good. We ordered uh, three of them. We have seven people there to share. And, we, and nobody could get enough of this caramel pudding. We ordered a couple other ones. I can't remember what we ordered. Right. So the caramel pudding the was caramel so pudding. good.
2: I mean, the texture is just beautiful. It's it's nice and velvety. Comes in this big white dish full of pudding, and and just sprinkled on the top with some some you know salt crystals, and a little cream. It's just that that, that salt and sweet, which I'm a sucker for. It's 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 so good and, and you every just have a nice little sip of
3: bourbon next to it like, absolutely time for
2: another cocktail right hey, the you know. devil is something with a devil give me a <laughs> <laughs> you you devil.
4: you will never get tired of
2: that dessert <laughs> yeah it's true every time
3: all right this is your spot wrap it up for us mac
2: i love the food and I, I and i love the space too i like to go there in the afternoon and just kind of sit at the bar as the sun sets it's, you look out on oakland and and kind of have a drink and an appetizer and then move to a table and have dinner and it's just a beautiful way to I, I spent a few hours there.
5: All right, and Christine, um, American Contemporary with an impressive bar and a thoughtful and imaginative menu. Okay, and Brad?
4: Excellent restaurant, fantastic drinks. I'll go back for sure, but never leave without the caramel pudding.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, if you would like to go to Flora, it's on Telegraph at 19th in Oakland. The telephone number is 510-286-0100. It's open for dinner Monday through Saturday with lunch on Fridays and brunch on weekends. Reservations are recommended, and the average tab per person without drinks is around $50. Well, I have to thank my great guests, hilarious guests on this week's show, Brad Glassman, who took us to Zare at Flytrap for Persian Mediterranean dishes. Next was Christine Bautista, whose authentic Filipino spot opens some palettes with new flavors. Lastly, Mac Barnett relaxes at his Art Deco place with great cocktails, Flora. Remember, you can go to our website at kqed.org slash please, to add your comments on today's show. You'll find more details on all the restaurants featured, and you can watch a segment or download a whole show. You can read my notes on the wines we're drinking today. They're really good, including Talbot wines from the Central Coast of California. And don't forget to join us next time when three new guests will recommend their favorite spots right here on Check, Please! Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sbrocco, and I'll see you then. Cheers, you guys.
2: Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Cheers. This show is available in high definition, on demand, and via podcast. For additional information on the restaurants featured, to comment, or to apply to be on the show, go to our website at kqed.org/checkplease. Check Please Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQED and by wineluxury.com. From laptop to cell phone. Wine luxury provides a fresh perspective into new Epicurean experiences. Wine and dine magazine features personalities and connects people with local restaurants and wineries. Learn about wines featured on Check Please Bay Area and Wine Luxuries events and membership program. WineLuxury.com celebrating the wine lifestyle. Irg has thousands of natural stone surfaces, all in stock today. IRG online at marblecompany.com. Bay Area Subaru dealers. Opportunities to test drive the all new 2014 Subaru Forester are available to local Subaru dealers. A whole lot to love. Subaru.com. Donate your car to KQED's Vehicle Donation Program to help raise funds for quality public media. Powered by CARS. <laughs> QED Television Production.